Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and I have some really good news for you guys. Um, so I, I was uh, scheduled to do an interview with a CEO of a company and he canceled uh, yesterday. Uh, he didn't cancel yesterday. He, he canceled like a week before and that's no problem. I, I, we're good. Hopefully he'll be able to come back on some other time. But... I was like, man, that was my kind of like what I had planned for the week. So I, I got the, the news together. There wasn't a lot of news put together a show and then something magical happened. Chris Ashley, who is one of the hosts of the SMR podcast. He's also a host on, uh, barbecue and tech. He's a regular contributor on the daily tech news show and a good friend of Allison and Steve Sheridan, who have also been on this podcast several times. Chris got a, he took delivery of a Ford F-150 Lightning. And Allison was nice enough to put Chris and I together a few weeks ago. And she's like, hey, you guys should get together and talk. Well, yesterday, Chris took delivery of his vehicle. Alan, Allison sends us an email and she's like, hey, listen, I know I said you could have this, but I want to be a part of it. And I was happy. I was happy because... <laughs> Mostly, Allison's a much better podcaster than I am, Chris, too. And that takes a lot of weight off of me, but I still get to be involved in creating content. But second, I wanted to sit down and I wanted to chat with Chris and I wanted to learn more about his F-150 Lightning. Now, I want to let you all know, he and he mentions this in the podcast, but he's only had this vehicle for eight hours. Alice and I pepper him with questions and he does a fantastic job of answering them. But, you know, he hasn't had the truck all that long. So hopefully we'll reschedule a follow-up uh, chat and kind of see where what he likes, what he doesn't like. But on this episode, we are going to get Chris's general impressions of the vehicle. We're going to find out the ordering process and dealing with the dealerships and installing a charger. Um, it, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Allison and Chris were fantastic. And one of the things I love about uh, podcasting with Allison is that we, when we create content, we cross share 
between our podcasts. So this episode is going to be available on Chit Chat Across the Pond, which I highly encourage everyone to go and download Chit Chat Across the Pond, or at least subscribe to it. And you can listen to this episode there. But yeah, I am super excited for you guys to hear this. So without further ado, let's jump into it. This is another fabulous crossover episode with Bodie Grimm of the Kilowatt Podcast, and we are joined by the awesome Chris Ashley of the SMR Podcast. I would like the two of you to welcome each other. Hello, both of you. Bodie, 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 my man. We've been chatting a little bit. We were setting something up, and then Allison was like, let's do this now. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, no sleep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was happy to. I think this could be good. This is going to be the hot excitement day one. Chris, we're we're kind of talking around it. Why don't you tell us what's so exciting? Well, a year ago, well, a little bit over a year ago, uh, Ford announced a electric F one fifty called a Lightning, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'll take one. And I put my name down. <laughs> I threw my hundred dollars in the hat. Back in January, I got a message saying, uh, your number's up, uh, drop us another $500 and, uh, you know, we'll let you know when we start building it. Uh, in April, they said, we're going to build your truck, um, around May 14th. Uh, and then I got a message after that saying, uh, Hey, we'll probably ship your truck somewhere around June 2nd. And then I went back and looked at the email. I was like, oh, they didn't say my truck was be shipped around June 2nd. They said it will arrive around June 2nd. So funny story. I was on uh, DTNS yesterday. Shout out to the man, Tom Merritt. And we're in the pre-show because, you know, you guys love to prepare. I don't do none of that stuff. <laughs> and uh, Tom asked me a question and I went completely blank. I was like, oh. And he was like, Chris, I was like, I'm sorry. I just got an email. I said my truck is here. <laughs> yes, I am the recipient of one of the first F-150 Lariats. Lightning. So Lariat is the uh, model within the Ford F-150 Lightning series. So Lariat is, is, right? is one of the upper body trims for Ford, the F-150. So they got the XL, XL XLT. Um, then they have the Lariat and then they have the Platinum. Then they have the, I think, uh, Eddie Bauer edition, something like that, something. So it, it's a little bit higher up there. And then, so it's a lightning, which means it's electric, but it's still the Lariat trim. So, you know, that's where you start getting like the leather seats and some of the other stuff in there. And, uh, honestly, I'm not that much into leather seats and stuff like that, but, my daughter said she wants her heated seats. And what baby girl wants, I try to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> Do those heats, are they also cooled? So the front seats are heated. The front seats are heated and cooled and the back seats heated. I don't know if you know, but Bodie's in Arizona. That's why he cares about cooled seats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me tell you. Cooled seats are awesome. And it also has a uh, heated steering wheel. So... Um, it doesn't cool the steering wheel as far as I know, but uh, but that's pretty cool. I love it. The, the very first uh, Ford F one fifty electric vehicle, and and Bodie's first question is, can you can you cool the seats? <laughs> Absolutely, cool the seats, both front seats. 
I was going to say the funniest thing to do is uh, either in the wintertime, turn on the uh, heated seats, uh, the heated front seat without people knowing or hit the cool seat and see people start squirming like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. My, my old captain, when before he retired, he was like, hey, do you, do you want to take a ride in my truck? And it was an F-150 and it might have been the Lariat or the Platinum was one of the two. And I was like, okay. So we get in and he turns on the ventilated seats. He had never had that before. I didn't even know it existed. And it was like uh, manna yeah. from heaven. Yeah. I tell you, you, come out of the gym, you're hot, you're sweaty, you turn on every AC you can, and then you turn on the, the cooled seats. And it's just like, yes, give it to me. All of it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so funny. Okay. So... I'm I'm really excited about the Ford F-150, not because I would ever buy a truck, but because this is the best-selling car in yeah. America, right? I mean, the Ford F-150 forever. So if Ford can does this right, like it looks like they have, this can be a major shift in, in electric vehicle adoption in the United That's States, That's what they right? say. Um, F-150, best-selling truck in America. That's why, you know, after I switched, I was a Chevy guy my whole life, so switching to Ford on the it was a big deal for me and um and my buddy kind of solidified it for me he was like it's the best-selling truck in the country for for a reason and i was like huh, that's a good point so i bought the last one and then uh so yeah so the fact that these guys could not only uh you know jump in the market but put their full weight behind this ev uh truck in the name of it you know it, to me, it just it it spells that they're really serious about what they're trying to do, and uh, I'm just really happy to uh, be able to pick one up. So, um, let's talk some specs here. Do you do you know the specs? Like, do you know how big the battery is or anything like that? Yeah, so I I, I can give you most of that stuff, um, and I'll pull up the rest. Um, the the one that I ordered was the uh, extended battery. So you had the option to get the 220 mile range battery or the 320 mile range battery. And I, and Rod, you know, my co-host was like, uh, absolutely longer range battery. You don't need it. You don't use it, you, but it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So that was a no brainer for me. Um, yeah. Especially since just like gas tanks, batteries lie. Right. Right. I mean, you, you never know whether, I, I, you know, with my Tesla, at least it's, uh, it's often a lie. It's like, oh, well, you didn't tell us it was going to be windy right, today. Right. You know? Oh, you didn't say you're driving <laughs> up all these hills or you're going to be running the AC and charging your phone and all that other stuff. Yeah. So I'm learning pretty quickly. Right. Or wait a minute, you put bigger wheels on it. Those wheel covers, man, those are not working. That's going to exactly. cut your, your mileage. So yeah, you definitely want as big as yeah, you can Yeah. So I get, went I with think. the extended battery. Um, when I picked up the truck, they had charged it for me and it, it was reading, uh, 300 mile range on it um nice. i looked in the setting i was poking around in the settings and just for everybody listening i am 100 percent new to this N- new to the game so you know forgive me if you're if you're chomping at the bit to hear somebody say something and i don't say it my bad <laughs> just telling you now <laughs> but uh yeah i had the 300 mile range on it when i picked it up um and it's using the standard uh whatever charger um, so pretty much I can go most places. Interesting side note, when I looked in the frunk, that's my favorite word. <laughs> uh, there was an, there was a Tesla adapter in there. Oh, no kidding. So, yeah. So you yeah. could charge what? off a Tesla charger. 
No, I think it's so I can allow Tesla folks to charge off of my cord. Oh, that's a flex. So <laughs> I think I can use my cord, put the adapter on it, and then allow Tesla folks to charge off of my, you know, using my cord. That's what it looks like to me because it would be awesome. If, yeah, if it plugs in, I'm not 100%, but because, like I said, I, I wasn't, it's in a box and it doesn't say this is what it's for. It just says Tesla adapter. So. Mm. Well, I know Bodie played. Uh, what was it? It was the uh, the opening day ceremonies at Ford. The, oh, the, the launch, launch day, mm-hmm. the launch event. That that is an episode of the Kilowatt that I just loved. Yeah. I was telling Chris about it today, where uh, the uh, the CEO was talking. I think it was when the CEO was talking to the to the crowd, and these are all Ford employees. You know, and it was really inspirational about the Ford family and all this. But the guy said, uh, "Yeah, you know." You can charge your friend's Tesla off of your car. <laughs> it's just so obnoxious. I hope that's what it is. That would well, be the, really the, funny. The crazy thing about it is it does have a two uh, a two twenty port uh, plug in in the in the front of it of the truck as well. So I think I think that's what they mean because it has three it has three one twenty and then one two forty in the front. I didn't know that. So. You would be basically plugging in directly into that 220, and you wouldn't necessarily have to use. It, I, I just assumed it went from charging port to charge port. Yeah, so it has a, and it has an adapter for that wow. thing too. So I, I was just. You said it's three two three one twenties. Did you say? And yeah, and three then one two. I guess it's two twenty or two forty or two forty or two twenty, whatever it is. Yeah, two twenty, two twenty one, whatever it takes. So I'm really jealous of that. Because if we have a power outage, the most I can charge off of my car, I've got this giant 75 uh, kilowatt hour battery, and all I can charge from it is like my phone. <laughs> I might be able to do a smaller laptop over over uh, you know USB C or something, but uh, that's this, all I can this do. This is crazy because not only do I have all the those ports in the front, but then I have another three outlets in the in the bed of the truck, and then I have two outlets in the inside the truck. Oh wow! Yeah, this is madness. And on my previous truck, I only had the two outlets. I had the one in the front and one in the back. So you know, I've definitely taken a trip to Florida. Baby girl plugs her laptop in, and she you know, she can basically use it the entire you know seventeen hour ride. Um, so it it I it just it's not surprising that they put that put an outlet in, but put that many outlets in was crazy. And not only does the front uh the front have a uh, have the outlets, but it also has the USB charge ports in there too. Yeah, so really cool. We're talking kind of around charging, and you've you've really detailed this on the SMR podcast. But can you go through the process that you had, uh, or can you just break down yeah. the process you had to go through to get your charger? Because with the extended range battery, you got the charger with it, correct? Correct. So, well, that's a whole other story that'll be interesting. But uh, yes, okay. the. According to Ford on their website, if you get the extended range battery, it does come with the pro charger for the house. Okay. Um, which I have to have an electrician come out and hook up. So for, and this probably anybody that has a townhouse, um, you know, in my, in my neighborhood, I had to use townhouses on my side and the townhouses across the street. The townhouses across the street have, uh, driveways. So if they got an electric vehicle, and in fact, my neighbor does have one, they can pull in their driveway and because, you know, they can install the the, uh, the the charger right at the end of the house. Me, on my side of the street, we all have assigned parking spaces. 
and we don't own those parking spaces. So that posed a definite challenge to getting the uh, charger installed. So I really, really uh, boil down to three options. I can attach it to the house and then stretch a cord across the sidewalk to my truck as a. And then who's liable when well, I trip yeah, over? Well, so yeah, I'd have to get me some kind of <laughs> you know mat or something to go over there. And then if you trip on that, that's your fault, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Matter of fact, I might come out there and trip you again if you trip on that thing. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, and then B, they could you know I could trench a line to the on my side of the property on the sidewalk, and then just do a short run from there. And then C, which would be the most ideal option, would be to go under to trench a line under the sidewalk into my parking space and then put a post there that I can charge from. So that was the most ideal, no interference, no nothing. Problem is, like I said earlier, I don't own the, the we don't actually own the parking space. We only own you know, on the other side of the uh, par, uh, the sidewalk. So essentially I had to track down our community manager, ask her what the process was. And it took her a little bit to kind of realize what I was saying. Cause they're like, oh yeah, just put in a request and you know, show it. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. So finally, when it, when it kind of hit home that what we had to do, she was like, okay, well, send me what you want to do and, um, I'll have to present it to the board. And so I was like, okay. So what I did is I reached back to the installers that I decided to go with. And I kind of knew that I, if I was going to have the best chance of this, I wanted as much information as possible. So I asked them to rewrite the quote, give me as much detail as possible. Where are you running? What are you pulling? What type of wires? Where are you pulling it? Um, you know, what's the post going to look like? Send me pictures of previous posts that you've installed. And they were great. They were like, no problem. We can definitely do that. Um, in fact, they were like, can you send us a new picture of the front of your house? Step back and we'll take that picture and we'll draw on it some of the, you know, the things that we're going to do. So they drew the lines where they planned on running the cable. They drew like, you know, a little stick figure post where the post was going to go. And so once I had all of that, I submitted it to the community manager. And within a week or two, she actually came back and said, hey, good news. You're approved to get this installed. And I was shocked because I thought it was going to be a fight because now I guess, it you know, we're past, you know, where people had a lot of trouble because uh, Rod tells the story. I think he may have told it on here. I don't know if he told it on when he was on with you, buddy. Oh, tell it again. Well, well I love he this had one. to fight tooth and nail to get his charger installed on the outside of his house. And they were like, well, we just don't want it there. And he's like, why? And they're like, well, aesthetically, it doesn't look good. And he was like, you look through this neighborhood, you have people with these dumb hose things out in front of their house that are completely horrendous <laughs> looking and I can't get a Tesla charger, you know, it's installed, which actually doesn't even look bad. And then, so he, uh, I think he ended up contacting like these, uh, I guess there's this group that you can get to that essentially go around and they battle the homeowners for you. And yeah, really? yeah they're very versed in, uh, in, oh. uh, in trying to get this stuff done. And so I think he, they're just like a volunteer. I don't know all the what? details on it, um, but uh, I know he ended up contacting them and I believe they helped him get it done. And eventually they got it. He got it done. But it was a battle, huh? right? But yeah, it was yeah. A battle. It wasn't as it had e- a battle. It that had definitely to be wasn't fought. as easy for him as it was for me. Um, so 
you know, so you walk in going, I'm going to trench. I was ready. And they're like, they're yeah, like, whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. Job. Go you for know, it. Because I, I was offering, you know, hey, you know, if you want, we can do a community one. I'll, I'll put up some money for that, you know, so other people can use it. I, I was in deep. I was like, whatever it's going to take, I want to be able to charge my car in my neighborhood, in my home. So who owns this charger and stuff if you move? So that's that's a good question. I have. So what's happening is after I got approved, they said um, we're going to have our lawyers draw up a leasing agreement. Now, what's in this agreement? I don't know what they plan on doing. I'm assuming just a little square cut out where the cable has to come out. I may be leasing that back from them or some type of, (laughs) you know, identification for them. Something. I don't know. But uh, I'm guessing. But for me, I would probably leave the charger if I was to move. I, I think I would just leave it. It potentially add value to the house um, because if I if oh, I if I point. moved I I would probably one of the things I would consider is the feature on the on this truck where you can back charge the house in a power outage. Um, I wouldn't do it here. I don't really you know the house is just a townhouse, but uh, in another house where I can park directly and have more access and you know pro- potentially you know have a different power line in there. I would I would more consider it, even though most people are saying it's, it's completely you know overkill because it's super apparently it's super expensive yeah, in, in case people are wondering how big a deal that is what what chris is talking about about back charging the house i don't know if your battery is the same size as ours but our our range is about the same 320 miles uh, is what my car is supposed to be it's a 75 kilowatt hour battery we're buying two tesla power walls right now and those things are only 13 and a half each and that'll maintain my house so if you've got if you've got that and you could back charge your house, I mean you you could back charge everybody's house in the neighborhood. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. They said you can essentially, and so people don't understand. Well, one of the features of the Ford is that if I, my power goes out in the house, I'm supposed to be able to run the house off the truck instead. So go back the other direction. Right, but you have to you'd have to install additional yeah. hardware. Apparently, there's like all this hardware and different. You have to have this Pro Charger first off, the Ford Pro Charger, but then you yeah, add this additional hardware. So it's it's a, it's a bit more expensive. That's why I'm not even considering it right now. Um, but yeah, that's part of it. So, what what happens if uh, some some joker just comes up and parks in your parking space and plugs in? Are you, are you charged for that power, or are they not able? Is it paired somehow to your truck so they can't so do that? I haven't. Looked at that yet? First off, I could definitely get them towed. <laughs> so, um, uh, because again, the parking spaces are assigned. So I'd be like, uh, yo, get out of my parking space. Um, I don't know the features on the charger yet. I'm going to assume there may be some kind of lockout feature, um, to, to prevent that, but I don't know. You know, part of me probably wouldn't mind so much if somebody asked and they're like, Hey, can I get a little bit of charge? You know, whatever. You know, I guess as a community, as a community, if we want this to work, we're going to have to help each other. Right. So I probably wouldn't mind, but if somebody would just came in and jack my electricity, I'm like, yo, <laughs> what's the deal? <laughs> um, so part of it is I could probably kill the breaker, um, in between if I wanted to, cause the breaker's right here in my office, uh, right up front. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what other capabilities and the reason part of the reason why is okay. So getting this all set up, um, I, I'm waiting for the lawyers to give me the paperwork. They're behind schedule. Go figure. Um, and I wanted to charge. It's the supply chain, Chris. Right, right. The lawyers are part of the supply chain issue. And uh, <laughs> and I asked Ford if I could get the charger early 
And uh, they were like, no, because it's coming with the truck. So I was like, all right, fine. So then, uh, so I don't have the charger. So I go in today when, I, when I'm buying the truck. And as I'm leaving, I was like, hey, I don't see the uh, charger for the house. And they're like, no, that's it. That's the charger right there. I was like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, that's the charger. This is for the outlet. This is, I was like, all right. So I go home and I was like, mm, something's not right. And I look at it again. I go online and start searching. And I was like, no, that's the mobile charger for sure. And then I look at the the regular, the the house charger, the the wall charger. And I'm, it's like, you know, let us, you know, basically the email, let me know when, uh, when it's back in stock. So I was like, oh, so I called back to the sales rep and I was like, hey, dude, everything's fine. So don't panic, but I need my charger. So, um, so he's supposed to get back to me, but it was kind of late. So he, you know, but I hope he's not thinking that I'm just going to, you know, sit back and be right. like, yeah, no, no, that I paid, uh, you know, to get the battery upgrade. It's basically another $11,000 on the vehicle, right. To get the extended battery. But that's why it comes with the, with the wall charger. So I want my wall charger. Um, I don't want to have to go buy a separate one, which I, you know, because the, it, it supports it. Right. So the Ford does support that, uh, a, you know, a random charger. Which is cool, but I don't want that. I got a charger. I want my charger. How many people do you think are really frustrated that we're uh, 21 minutes in and we haven't talked about oh. the car yet? <laughs> well, I can tell you my listeners are not going to be frustrated because um, I have when, when we're going to go on vacation and during those two days, uh, two, two weeks that we're off, I, I've completely planned a show that I talk nothing about charging, <laughs> except me, excuse me, nothing except for charging. <laughs> <laughs> so it's <laughs> so they're used to this this uh preamble before you get to the point allison you should know they're used to just rambling <laughs> on my show there's no no, rhyme or there's no point I'm just gonna make it happen <laughs> no yeah, so you did ask me i want to hear about the car right. what's it like to drive okay so first off it uh it's it's absolutely phenomenal um getting into it was amazing um it, it's and to ford's credit it really felt quite familiar to the truck that I just turned in, right? Which I thought was pretty awesome. I was I was Which was a Ford F one fifty? Yeah. And it was a F one fifty Lariat. So um as well. So familiar. So it was familiar. Um very smooth a lot smoother because I had a, a bit more aggressive tires on my previous vehicle. But really tight, very concise. Some uh most a lot of it was the same as my truck, but then there are some upgrades. Uh first off by far, you know, we're a tech tech group, tech bunch here. And uh, by far, the uh, it has the CarPlay 4. So that allows me to use Bluetooth for CarPlay instead of having to plug it in. That, to me, that's the bee's knees uh, uh, right out the gate. Um, I am amazed at how many people tell me they will not buy a Tesla because it doesn't have CarPlay. Uh, that would be a, a rough one for me, even though uh, because I'm used to it and I like I like you know, you're literally looking at your iPhone on your on your car screen, right? Earlier t- this week, Elon did say that they're considering um, bringing CarPlay to Tesla's. No I think way. they would probably have some hardware upgrades in order for that to happen, so it wouldn't happen in legacy vehicles. It just works pretty good. I mean, originally it worked pretty good, and they've gotten better and better because they've allowed more apps to work, like Waze. You know, before you could only use Maps. Now you can use Waze. WhatsApp shows up on the screen now. Um, so it to me, it's very it. Very good. And uh, in fact, they've had deeper integration into the F-150 uh, Lightning now. So uh, as an example, 
uh, the first thing I noticed is as I had the uh, maps on, it was giving me directions. And as I was approaching the turn, there were like these LEDs in the dashboard that were closing in and getting shorter and shorter and shorter, showing me that I'm getting closer and closer and closer to the exit. That that's that was you know that wasn't on the screen where CarPlay was. That was in the dashboard behind the steering wheel. So that that means they're okay, doing so, a tighter yeah, integration. Des- describe describe the screens. I, I've got a picture, and Bodie, I just uh, texted it to you to show you what he's talking about. But what are you talking about? The dashboard versus yeah. The screen? So what they did was they have a they they have this giant. <laughs> I'm going to describe as i uh, iPad. <laughs> that's where the the infotainment system. So that's right in the middle of the truck. And now is it portrait mode or landscape? Uh, portrait. So up and okay. down. And everything is there, like every setting you could use, uh, you know, and this is both settings for like you would expect to see like AC and and stereo, but also car settings. Like, um, for example, we were talking about uh, the um, the braking with the engine and uh, the setting was actually in that system there. So the dashboard is really more for as far as I can tell, more of that glance and go information. Um, where, you know, I get my speed, I get my, uh, um, it, it has like a little, uh, what do you call that thing? Like a little report that says, Hey, you're doing a good job with the braking. Right. So kind of like a, you know, you, you're getting some regeneration back. Um, so it'll say a hundred percent regenerated, uh, when you, when you use the engine to slow the car down and get some of that en- en- energy back. And then it has the, you know, the battery, the current battery powers there. So it has very limited information. It's not a ton of information there. So it's more like a, a speedometer and a, and a gas tank really that you're looking at, right? Yeah. Which is normal for most people looking forward. It is nice that you have the speedometer up front. I do have to look at a, a slight angle with the Tesla. It's not bad. Because it's in the upper left, but it's still, it'd be really nice to have that straight ahead. Yeah, but it's not what you're used to for all these years, yeah. Yeah, so that's there. And then everything is on that other screen. You know, everything you could think of is there. You know, turning on the seats and turning off the seats. Um, all of that stuff is in that main. Now I see sort of a dial on, on the screen. Yeah, so that's, is that a physical dial? It is a physical the, dial. The and I actually like that aesthetic. Ah. It kind of reminds you that where they came from right it's not all digital touch buttons slide up and down there is that physical dial to it and i, I kind of like that aesthetic I'm, you know what is it used for uh that's volume and power on the power on the uh the infotainment so the middle of it turns it on and then you know volume up volume down that's that's it on on the interface so about a year ago or maybe not quite a year ago um howard um and I did a show where we we test drove the Ford Mach-E mm-hmm. and Howard Yermish. And um, I loved that car. I thought it was fantastic. I did not love the the infotainment because it, I felt like things were nested inside of menus and he had a similar feeling. Um, do you Did you find, I'm sure they update this regularly, did you find that um, it was easy to use the interface? That's a great question. And if I'm to answer it honestly, I'd have to say that I did not have a lot of trouble navigating it, but that's not to say that would be the experience for everyone. And, the reason, you know, I've got plenty of experience using Android, iPhone, tablets, whatever. So once I kind of get a feel for how they're laying things out and it makes sense to me, 
I can kind of work my way around. Right. And, uh, but, uh, it, it is, it is still a little bit nesty, you know, but you have to kind of learn that this is where everything is there. It's there. It's just what they're calling it. So I'll, I'll give a, two examples of that. Um, we spent, me and the uh, sales rep spent about 20 minutes looking for the setting because he was like, hey, one of the things that Struck has is uh, it has a surround sound. So you can switch the speakers from stereo to surround sound. It took us 20 minutes to find the setting. <laughs> and I didn't even know it existed. He was done telling me, but we, we couldn't find it. And we finally found it. We stumbled across it. Um, by that same token, one of the things was trying to, um, I, Allison was like, I never use my brake. And there's got to be a setting where you can, you know, turn up the aggressiveness of the of the uh, braking system uh, on the regenerative braking. So it puts back in the bedroom, yeah. right? So I I probably I so I went out to the truck and uh, I just basically sat there. And the cool thing was like when you go through, it actually has the manual on screen, and then there's videos associated with the uh, instructions, which I thought was super cool. Like they literally have videos that you can play to watch, to learn the instructions. Some of the, some of the instructions have videos, but I was going through clicking on things. I was trying to find it. And lo and behold, they don't call it regenerative braking. Oh, so yeah. So they call it one pedal. Oh, I've heard it called that. Yeah. So if one for, for anybody listening doesn't know what we're, anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, basically with an EV, you can set it up. So it's like a golf cart where as you let off the accelerator, it slows the car down, but it does it by putting energy back into the battery. So with, with my car, I will go, I I probably break maybe twice a week, three times a week at most, like even going into my garage and stuff. It's, it's, it's awesome because you're just not using the brakes and you're not putting load on the engine. You're actually adding to well you don't have an engine but uh you're actually adding uh energy back into the battery um i i do want to say in in ford's defense tesla will put things in reasonable places but then they'll do a software update and they'll move oh wow we have yet to be able to figure out where the valet mode is on our car now. It used to be super obvious. Steve and I spent a half an hour. Neither of us could find it. We don't know. We think it's in there somewhere. I stumbled across my valet mode. I was like, oh, valet mode. Cool. Um, but yeah, so um, in the end, I still haven't figured it all out, but it doesn't seem like there's any much control with the regenerative part of it. So it just it okay. just regenerates and shows you on the screen that you're getting some power back to the battery and that's it. The other, so it's like you do that automatically. It kind of handles it for you. But if you actually want to use the one pedal driving, which is to use the the uh the engine as the brake, um, yeah, you turn it on, and it wasn't on by default, and it, which is smart. It's not really the engine. Oh, right, yeah, the motor. <laughs> You're gonna have to get all new yeah, words. You yeah, can't say yeah. gas pedal. Yeah. It, it's it's really hard. It is hard, but uh, I so I turned it on and decided to go around the block right before we started on here, and that's definitely gonna take some getting used to because it is aggressive. As soon as I turned it on, like the car wasn't oh, wouldn't good. even move. I was like, "What's going on?" And I hit I hit the accelerator, and it was like, mm, "Let's go." I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, and it, then I that is it is the you got to get used to it because the thing is when you come to a stop sign or stoplight, you just take your foot off the brake and you just sit there. You're not having to hold it down. And when you're stop and go traffic, it is a dream. Chris, you're going to love it. So, yeah. So I have to figure out what the distance is for, because the way it works is, and I'm I'm sure it probably works the same way for you is uh, the, if I let off the gas, the accelerator, it slows down, but it doesn't stop. So the more I let off the accelerator, 
the harder it st- slows the, the vehicle down. And then when I, so if I let off all the way, it's going to come to a complete stop. If I let off partially, it'll slow down. And so it's pretty cool. The thing you'll notice is that's, that's only, uh, that's true in slow traffic. If you're going 80 miles an hour on the freeway and you pull all the way off, it will not put your yes. face through the windshield. And they, and they are very adamant that do not think that taking your foot off the pedal is going to stop the vehicle, hit the brake. <laughs> you know, they, they actually point it out. Use the brake if you, you know. Okay, here's something to keep in mind, though. One of the things, actually, Steve pointed this out, is I think it's safer to be in an emergency situation on the highway in an EV with regenerative braking when you're when you're in a uh, an ICE vehicle, a gas-powered vehicle. When you pull your foot off the accelerator, the car is still flying yeah. down the freeway at the speed it was. It's slowing down a little bit, but just barely. So the time from when you let off the accelerator till you hit the brake – you're not slowing down, but with your car, you will be slowing down in between yeah, those two motions. Sense. That makes perfect sense. Just, yeah, to bring your speed down. So yeah, so that part of the vehicle I just turned on, it was pretty cool. Um, I actually turned on the uh, on the way home. I started messing around with their uh, what's it called, Blue Drive, um, which is basically like their uh, Blue, Blue Cruise. Cruise. Thank you. Um, their uh, so the way it works is um, you turn on cruise control. And then it has the rod has been on me for years to I have to check out adaptive cruise control. And uh, for folks that may not know, adaptive cruise control can actually detect vehicles in front of you. And so you don't have to slow it down. It's the vehicle slows itself down. Um, if it starts, if you start getting too close to a vehicle in front of you, which is, you know, rod loves and, you know, changing lanes and stuff like that. So, um, what, so you can first turn on cruise control in the in the in the lightning, and then there's a second button that says turn on the uh, blue cruise, and then once blue cruise is on, uh, it it basically drives itself, and uh, it does. Uh, I guess it's depend. It does depend on the highway the sales rep said. So depending on what highway you're on, whether it'll turn on or not, or it's, it's available. But the other thing is, it aggressively tells you to keep your hands on the steering wheel. So. Um, Oh, how does it tell you? Um, it comes up and it starts flashing red on the screen. So it's basically oh, like, hey, good. hands on the stairwell or we're about to shut this down. We're about to shut this thing down. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't make me turn this car <laughs> right. around. Exactly right. So that was pretty cool. How, how long? How long will it give you? Like if you take your hands off to. So I didn't test it very much that very long. It took a little bit though. It wasn't like immediately. Yeah. It, I, I And I didn't take my hands all the way off. I kind you know, because. Anybody who thinks that they're going to jump into an electric vehicle that has this and they're like, ah, I'm going to kick my feet. No, you're not. It is super <laughs> disconcerting. Uh, and I was just like, you know, almost like when you're riding a bike for the first time, you're just like, okay, you know, let me try this new stunt ride with no hands, but your hands are like, you know, a millimeter away from this, from this same thing. <laughs> right. I was just like, you know, all right, let me try this out. And then, so it took a little, a little bit and then, uh, it started flashing and then I went ahead and, uh, kicked it back on and then it went back and said uh, hands-free control and and uh it was pretty cool so I'll, I'll definitely mess around with that more um but that was kind of fun um and but uh, again just the smoothness i didn't get in you know everybody's probably wondering how fast it is apparently it does zero to 60 in 4.4 seconds right allison that's what we looked up yeah, that's what I looked up. Yeah, and it, just by comparison, Allison's for a big truck. That's insane, though. For Allison's super fast Tesla, it's what's your three point three? 
Uh, three point one. Don't be. Don't yeah, be yeah, no, 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 no. Give me all my numbers. <laughs> all my numbers. But that's. I am convinced that's enough to give you micro concussions if you do it yeah, too often. So, so uh, and this thing is uh, the truck is massive. You know it, it. Yeah, your car probably weighs twice what mine does. Do you know? Do you have any idea, Bodie? The relative size. I don't. I, I don't know, but I would imagine you know just the the battery pack alone uh, is probably. Ex- extreme well, actually, we might have oh no no that's right he's got to have a bigger battery to carry a much heavier vehicle yeah, right so, and i yeah i would guess that your battery's sitting over 100 uh kilowatt hours but i that's just a guess i don't know how efficient yeah. ford is i don't think anybody's had a real chance i don't think San, sandy monroe's uh, like tore it down or anything yet so we should we should point out chris how many hours have you had the car uh i've had this thing like eight or so. eight hours yeah Eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had uh, two miles when I picked it up. Just two. Uh, sorry. Did, tell Bodie what the uh, what the dealer said about bringing it back. Oh, uh, this week. is hilarious. So uh, as I finished the transaction, shaking hands, I did a little social media blurb for them because they were going to post it on uh, social media um, on their uh, social media account. And uh, the guy's like, you do realize you could literally take this car and resell it and probably make a good twenty, thirty thousand dollars easy. And I was like, where's the fun in that? I actually want the truck. <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't do all of this to flip it. I actually want the vehicle. Um and he was like, in fact, my sales manager said, if you don't want it, you know, in a week, bring it back. He'll give you ten grand over what you paid for it. Wow. And he was not joking. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And then I realized, yeah. You know, because I just messed around online to kind of, you know, make sure that I was supposed to get the charger. And it, yeah, I think people are waiting till next year already to get the next, you know, some of the next ones. It's uh, totally sold out. The 2022 or 2023, whatever the model year is, is totally yeah. sold out. So, so I'm. Oh, I just checked it. It's 131 kilowatt hours. Mine is 75. Yeah, this is a, it's a big boy. Next extended range battery. Holy cow, that's insane! It it and it's so it's, you know some of the other cool things. It's got the four by four uh, capabilities. Is uh, the the frunk can open from the remote automatically. So I just double tap the remote; it opens up automatically and closes automatically. And uh, the bed opens and closes automatically. And I haven't closed it yet to see how proficient it is, but it's supposed to close automatically as well. And uh, But it definitely opens uh, automatically on its, uh, when I double-click that one. So that's super cool to me. Um, what, is the, what is the remote you're talking uh, so about? So the remote for the... Like yeah, the key fob for the, for the vehicle. Um, all it, and the funny thing is, I cannot st- start the vehicle from the key fob. So, you know, normally you double-press like uh, lock and then you hit the button to start the truck. Or you start the vehicle. It doesn't have that. Yeah, I have to remote start it from the app. Wait. Oh, remote start. Remote start. Right. So you basically you're turning on the air conditioning or the heat from the app. No, you actually start the right. vehicle from. You can start the vehicle from the app, but you can't start it from the fob. So if you don't have your phone, you can't, can't remote start it. No. From from what I can tell. Oh, yeah. remote start. So we're just talking about okay. remote yeah, starting. Yeah, yeah. You know. I got I'm, you. I'm completely confused because I've. Other than you know, showing off the summons feature on my car, I've never remote started a car on purpose. Oh yeah, because you live in California, the weather is always the same. So for me, um, <laughs> seventy two degrees, uh, yeah, and holding. So for us, you know, in the winter time, I'll remote start my vehicle so it starts warming up the car. 
and uh and okay. when i go out the seats are warm that's the one of the awesome things about the lariat is it had the steering wheel warmer so the steering wheel was always warm and the seats were warm and then in the one in, in the summertime it'll it's automatic so it'll say okay it's hot outside so the seats will start to cool off because it'll start blowing the cool air on the seats and then it, uh, it will cool the vehicle so when you get in you're comfortable and so i you know remote start for me is is a big deal and uh, so this has remote start, but it's not done through the fob. It's actually done through the app. And then okay. and the app's pretty much what you would expect it to be, um, being able to look up and see, you know, charge stations and that are close by, um, you know, remote start, unlock, lock. Uh, yeah, they, they've done a good job with that. How do you, how do you, how do you uh, unlock the car? Do you have to have a key fob or can you get in with your phone? Uh, both. Either or, I should say. So the okay. so with my phone, I can unlock or lock. Um, I mean, does it unlock when you get near the car, or it doesn't unlock when I get there? But I can, I don't have to touch anything. So uh, uh, as far as the key or the phone, so the one thing that Ford did on before and on this is, as long as it detects the key, as soon as I touch the door, it unlocks. Oh, does it have the the button like the the lock button? Does it have a handle or does it just have a button it, on the on the It has a like, handle, but it has a sensor on the back side of the handle and a and a button sensor on the front side of it. So once my fingers wrap okay. underneath and detects the key, the uh, key, it unlocks the car. And then once oh, I, if I okay. when I'm getting out, I just shut the door and I just tap the button on the other side of the handle on on the front side of the handle and it locks everything. So that's my preferred way. I don't I I like when we're leaving, we're going somewhere, everybody's standing around the car and they're waiting for me to open the door, but I don't use the key. I don't unlock the door remotely. I would, they, so they have to wait till I actually get to the vehicle and put my hand in. <laughs> Make them wait. It's <laughs> hilarious. But uh, unfortunately, that's just, you know, you, once you get used to doing something, uh, that's the way it is. So, um, how do you, you don't, oh, go ahead, Bodie. You don't have to answer this next question if you want to save it for the SMR podcast, but are, were you able to fit in the front? I did not attempt to get into it. I was thinking about it, but I was so exhausted. <laughs> At some point, uh, I, I checked the weight, and it did say that there was a 400-pound weight, so I'm good to go there. Uh, I will attempt to get into it. It's not massive. Uh, it's not a you know a massive thing, but it's sizey. So I think I'm. You should start with baby girl. Uh, yeah, you're right. I should work my way out. Well, I get my golf clubs in there first. If my golf clubs can go in there. That is a huge win because I'm always have my golf clubs rolling around in the in the bed of the truck. And even though I don't play that often, the reason why they stay in the vehicle is because I hate storing them in the house. You know, I don't have a ton of room, so uh, I like storing them in there. So uh, now that's huge. I mean, our our front is. We got a front. It's the size of a cooler. Oh. Oh, not a big. Oh, I guess I'm speaking out of turn. Then, yeah, it's bit way bigger than that. That thing is. It is pretty. You know, it's sizey for what I would think, and I, I believe I can get into there pretty comfortably. And I love the fact that um, it has a button on there, so I can hit the button to close it. But the button is actually accessible from the outside as well, so I can reach my hand under it and tap the button to open it. So I don't always have to use the fob to open the front. I can just tap that same button, and it'll open. You know, it gives you the two beeps and then it opens up and then I want to close it. Just tap the button and it gives you the two beeps and it closes back down. So I, I, I found that to be super cool um, ab- about it. And then this is. The, I have a dumb question. Yeah. Uh, when you get in the car, 
is it already started or do you have to start it like with a button or something? Uh, so if I don't remote start it, then I have to start it. It doesn't start on a, it doesn't start on its own. So most of the time it'll already be started because I probably would have remote started it. But uh, you do step on the gas, the brake uh, pedal and hit the start button on it and then it okay. fires up and and then you're staring at it like are you on <laughs> and then it comes on the screen and says vehicle isn't running so yeah it's super quiet as you would expect which is crazy to me and it's so funny because i sent a couple of pictures to my coworkers, and you know i work for a software company so we're pretty lax and i'll take meetings and i'm going to starbucks in the middle of a meeting and inevitably, they're hearing me, you know, in and out of the truck or they're hearing the truck running in the background while I'm driving. And they're like, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear this thing when you're in, in our next meeting. I was like, you ain't going to hear nothing. I said, those days are over. <laughs> this thing is super quiet, you know, except for the AC. The AC is pretty Actually, loud. That's a good question. Um, does the car make noise like when you go in slow speed for the blind um, or for the inattentive? Let me say it that way. So I I didn't go through ride the whip. Uh, <laughs> also that's a thing in california where they would jump out of the car while it was on and running and they would just dance next to the vehicle so i had to explain that one to you uh, (laughs) got it right away (laughs) when i was in high school my uh because of uh what's the 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 movie with the werewolf and michael j fox teen wolf we used to uh just put the car in drive and just like run up the the top of the car hang out on the hood all sorts of stupid stuff but i went to high school in alaska well, there's you had very you little nothing chance else to of do. running into anybody oh yeah we were also Other very stupid ride a seal. yeah i get it yeah no so i did not <laughs> well the seals are hard but the walruses oh, are easier <laughs> yeah i did not go ride the whip so but i noticed it does it does make some sound i can hear it um it's not completely dead quiet and then with if the ac is running that i can actually hear pretty loudly on the outside so um there is that i'm really glad they started doing that because uh one of our uh our things our, our buddy ron told us he had a tesla before we did and he said remember when you're in a parking lot just chant to yourself they can't hear me they right, can't sure, hear me yeah. they can't hear me because our cars don't make any noise at yeah. all and and you'll be you'll be driving in a parking lot and somebody will just turn and walk right in front of you. And they're not being idiots. They can't right, hear you. Right. Yeah. It it makes some noise, as far as I can tell. But it it might have I believe all the cars made uh more recently do have some uh, by law they have to have they have to make some sort of little whine or something. Hmm. Yes, and it has to meet a certain spec, otherwise Elon gets upset. <laughs> So, you know, this truck has the, uh, I got a, another black truck, but uh, I was just pleasantly surprised that the interior was not all black. It was uh, actually two-tone, um, black and gray, which I tend not to like two-tone, but it actually looks really good on there. Um, it has the same kind of sunroof, moonroof like mine. Pre- previously truck. That's had. what's interesting is it, what we haven't really said here is you just bought a new truck having never sat in no. it. Never driven it, sight unseen. And that's crazy. And in fact, when I got there, they're like, "Do you want to test drive it?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> I was like, "We're gonna get up, <laughs> we're gonna get all this paperwork stuff done, and then, uh, yeah, then we'll we'll." Uh, and I just honestly, we finished paperwork, went outside, took some pictures, shook hands. And every sales rep that was available came out to check out the truck because it was the first one they'd ever seen. Uh, many uh, and uh, pretty, yeah, none of them have ever seen it. They're like, "This is the first one we've ever seen." And uh, which was amazing to me. Now, 
I already know the answer to this, but one of the things we talk about a lot of my show is how dealers are gouging ah. people wanting to charge twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars more. You didn't experience this, right? Because you you knew from the outset that this yeah. was going to happen. So you went. So looking. I did not experience it. And shout out to Apple Ford in Columbia, Maryland. Um, I was very happy with them. Um, in fact, when I bought my original uh, F one fifty, um, I had such a great experience that I knew I was going to come back there and uh, get it my next vehicle. So um, I was very aware of the potential of it. And that was part of my apprehension to be so excited before I actually brought it home was the fact that this could happen. Even, um, you know, Rod was sending me all kinds of videos and articles about what was going on. And I was glad to see that Ford had finally stepped in. Um, If anybody, well, everybody on this show should listening to this show should probably know what was going on, but uh, you know, these dealers were getting pretty egregious and the, like the most recent one that I saw that Rod had sent me um, was the guy had shipped his. Uh, so when you went through the order, you actually got to pick which dealership took your you wanted to deliver your vehicle to. And uh, so this guy apparently uh, picked his dealership, which was his local one. And when he got there, they basically were like, no, we don't have your order for like the first you know couple of times, even though it was there. Then finally, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's here. But um, yeah, because you have to pay an extra like 12000 I think he said, or something like that, because you took one of our uh, allotment slots. So, you know, <laughs> so even though, so I guess, it, you know, Ford is given a certain allotment to each dealership. And then uh, I guess if you, if I, since I picked this dealership to have it delivered, they lose one of their allotments because that was a sale for them. I guess that's how it works. And he was like, he couldn't believe it. He was just like, guys, what are you doing? And so he ended up rerouting his truck to another dealership um, <laughs> to, you know, and, and took and so that he didn't have to deal with them. But uh, my experience was super pleasant. I was on edge the whole year because I just, I, I didn't want to be super disappointed that, uh, that these guys gouged me. In fact, you know, when you go to close the deal and they're like, okay, do you want to do um, extended warranty and blah, blah, blah. And I went to go see the lady and she actually remembered me from the last time I bought my truck. And she was like, you know, they have this program called customer for life where you get free oil changes, free uh, brake uh, tire rotation. You free. Don't and she was like, <laughs> you don't need none of this. <laughs> so she was like, I'm not even going to. Well, you still have to rotate well, the yeah, tires. But they, so, yeah, there's two programs. They got the regular, which is like the tire rotation and the car, free car washes anytime you want. And they have to put a stipulation is one per day because there are people who are coming like in the morning and at night. <laughs> I died laughing when she told me that. But, uh, yeah, they were abusing That's it. So funny. But, uh, um, but, yeah, somebody then they have the platinum one, which was some of the other stuff. And then plus they're like, we'll give you an extra five hundred dollars on your next trade when you trade it back in. I'm like why would I do that? You know what I mean? It's like for $500. And she's like, yeah, that's silly. <laughs> so she was very honest and very cool about it. Um, in fact, when we're, you know, she was like, what accessories do you want? So I was like, okay, spray bed liner. Anybody that buys a truck, you got to spray the bed, period. Do not put in the, don't drop in the, um, the stupid uh, covers that are like plastic. They don't work. You still dent the back of the truck up. You get you a spraying liner, um, for me, I always go with Linex because it's super strong and everything you throw in there pretty much just bounces off. And uh, so I I ordered that immediately. It's uh, $600. 
and then I get the uh, Torno cover, which is the co- the hard cover for the back of the truck because, you know, sometimes I have wood back there or something for a woodworking project, and I don't want to get it soaking wet when I'm driving in the rain. So I like to have a Torno cover. It's so funny, all the things you talk about. Rain. <laughs> rain. You know? What say this? What say you? Um, Cooled seats. Well, I okay, just, I'll you know, give you one that you can relate start. to. When I was tailgating a lot, I would have my expensive grills and all my food and stuff like that, my chairs, my tables, and coolers full of food and i don't want people to you know while we're in the game to come in and just like oh free food you know free equipment there you go okay you now go. i can understand so being able to lock it up <laughs> is a great thing <laughs> so yeah so torno cover immediately that's that's exactly why i have the cyber truck on order but that's exactly why i want a frunk because uh, sometimes after work they're like hey let's go have breakfast and i'm always like do i do i bring sometimes i'll have my laptop I'll have, you know, some, there, there are times when I can have $5,000 worth of equipment sitting in my car and I'm like, do I bring all this right. crap in with me? Do I right. leave it at the station? Do I, I just want a frunk where that's, that's the biggest thing that I want a frunk for. I just want to be able to put it in there. Nobody can see it. Well, the biggest for me, the biggest reason why I wanted a frunk was groceries because Nothing worse than chasing apples and, you know, little boxes of juice <laughs> in the back of a bed of a truck. And, you know, and so just because it's smaller. And right. Tighter, it's right? just rolling around everywhere. And it's like, OK, you can put it in the back seat, But if you're traveling with people, yeah, there's no room in the back seat, You know, so, yeah, it's a pain. You, or you could go get a net or a box. It's such a pain. So I wanted a front for that very reason. That and my golf clubs. I wanted to permanently put my golf clubs somewhere and not have to worry about it. So those two reasons. So Bodie's audience would understand this, but I'm not sure my audience would, is that the reason you can have this frunk, he's talking about a front trunk, is because there's no engine in the car. So where you're used to opening the front of your car and there's an engine, there's nothing. So they make it into a frunk. And it is, we forget about it. In fact, I told you, we we have uh, the size of a cooler. We bought a a cooler made to fit in in the front of our car. And uh, just not that recently, we opened it up and it's full of pies and pie cream and all this food we totally forgot about. It's been in there for months because we forget it's So so the reason why I keep talking about it, because it's probably the one feature I was most looking forward to, Um, even though there's tons of cool features in, in this in this bad boy. That that one right there was one I was really looking forward to. Now, I stumbled across another one, which I found super interesting. So I have the bench in the back seat, which is basically like a love seat. It's so massive uh, in the back of this truck. Um, then I have the two, two seats up front and then I have the center console. Now, previously before you would just stick your fingers in and open up center console, you pull it backwards and, you know, usually like the instruction manual and tissue paper and stuff like that. I put in there or whatever, but now what they've done and the, the, in, you know, you could probably look at most vehicles that cover for that center panel is usually pretty thick. It's usually like maybe like an inch and a half thick. So what they did, they just said, that's a lot of wasted space. So now on this thing, now the cover actually opens forward and you can place a laptop yeah. there and it's at an angle to support the laptop as well as the screen. Oh, to yeah. work on. So you could literally oh. plug your laptop into the outlet in the in the inside, fold the cover of the center console out, place a laptop there, and actually do work. 
And then to that is crazy. Now the shifter for the truck is is you know that cover would fold on top of the shifter, right? It would open up on top of the shifter. Well, of course they added a button that folds the shifter down into a console and hides the shifter. So it's completely gone. Now, I just stumbled across this stuff and I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that is, is awesome. And I, I was excited when you said you had a, a Qi charging in there for your phone because that was that was kind of an interesting thing to discover when you were talking about Bluetooth yeah. in, in CarPlay. Yeah. Because one of the, the the advantages of having to plug in to get CarPlay is your you're forced charged, to charge right. your phone when you're running Waze. Yep. And so the cool thing about that is, um, you know, they have the little panel up front where you normally would store your your coins and all that stuff in there, and then it has like the USB outlets for, um, you know, charging or connecting to CarPlay. But I looked down inside of there, and I noticed that it went, it was flat, and then it angled upwards. And I looked at, it, I was like that's kind of an odd angle. You know, why did they do that? And I looked a little closer and I could see like gripper lines going on the, the little pad part that was angling upwards. And I looked a little closer and I saw a phone and I was like, no way. And I dropped my phone on it and it's like, bing, started charging. I was like, yes, I hated having a cable, even though it was super important to you know keep the phone charged, especially if you're running GPS and music and all this other stuff. You definitely need to keep the phone charged. But I it always bugged me because when I'm not using the cable and I didn't always use it, like, you know, the iPhone cable is flapping around every which way. And then inevitably I'd have to change it because I'm plugging it in and out, in and out, in and out. So constantly within the, that the it would at some point would get a short. So the fact that, A, I can use, you know, I can connect to uh, CarPlay without uh, a cable. I can just strictly use Bluetooth. But that doesn't mean I don't charge my phone. I can rest my phone on that. And because it's angled up, I can still see the screen. Right. So it's inside of this compartment, but it's angled at a at a at an angle so I can see the screen on it if I need to. Um, I I love it. it. It just goes to show me that they really like they didn't they didn't just build something. Right. They thought about how to make things better because I have a lot of these features in my my current truck but they're just not they're not the same they're not and not as 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 thought out as as they are in this vehicle and uh it it sounds to me like ford did a really good job of like you say making a familiar vehicle but it's not like they just said okay we've got a vehicle and we're just going to slap a battery in it right it's the sweet spot between those two Yep, they didn't just they didn't just take the frame that they had known and loved and adapt it. They actually attempted to make things better. And I really love the fact that they did that. Um, yeah, I, I can't say it enough. And, you know, it has things like uh, um, the previous truck had the ability to connect to my Wi-Fi because it would accept updates that way. Um, but but oh. now it has it also can be a hotspot. So the the, for, the truck can actually. What? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the truck can act as a hotspot for other. Come on! Oh, that's nice. And so you pay? Do you pay for uh, cellular service on no, it? No, that comes. I, 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 it comes with Fort Sync, from far as I can tell, because I've never been charged or anything for it. Um, and uh, oh, you had this on your previous. One? I had the. I didn't have the hotspot, but it had Fort Sync, and the Fort okay. Sync could connect over. 
over the air because I could be at the airport and start, you know, get off the plane and remote start the vehicle. So it's nice and warm or nice and cool by the time I get out of the airport. Um, so yeah, so it always had that ability to connect over the air, but the fact that it now can act as a, um, so I, yeah, I haven't tested to see if it would let you out through the internet through Ford Sync or it just has to have an internet connection. And then it would share the internet connection with other vehicles. But that's something I've talked about for years on the SMR podcast. Oh, with other vehicles. I thought you meant for no, people, no, for in, people the, in, in the car. car. No, no, no. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's something I talked about for years is I don't understand why, you know, more vehicles weren't, didn't have a hotspot that you could use in your vehicle, you know, for kids, you know, to connect in and, you know, do whatever they needed to do. So, um, well, the, I want to start winding us up here, but I do want to make one statement here. This car is real pretty. It is. It is nice. Maybe it's because you standing in front of it. Well, that's part that's, of it. But I, I'm going to put a picture in the show notes. But a uh, it's it's a good looking vehicle. They did a good job with the lines on it. And that was the one of the things because I looked at the Chevy. I, I you know, I know that the uh, Cybertruck was very polarizing, but I was I was going to get it uh, initially. And uh, but I don't want to go in that here, but uh, I decided not to get it. And then uh, as a. Uh, as I was going through and I was like, okay, let me see what Ford offers Rivian and uh Chevy Chevy. I, I, I don't like my trucks to be rounded. I like lines on my truck and I'm not very picky when it comes to this stuff, but certain things I am. Um, and that is one of them. I want my truck to look like a truck, not like a glorified bubble. And, uh, not like, not like a yeah. Dodge and for, yeah, Dodge rounds their, their uh, panels all the time. And this thing looks really, really good. And the the black on black, so the, the the rims are black, and the truck is black, and then the running boards are black. Uh, I love that look. I've always been a big fan of black on black uh, when it comes to a vehicle. So I'm really happy. And then I'm really on the other side of that. I'm glad that now I'm even more glad that they did the two tone with the gray seats because then it kind of breaks it up a little bit. Um, the lights. I uh, I did I tweet out the lights. Uh, no, we haven't yet. Uh, not yet. The the so the lights on the front of the truck at night because what they did is the other thing that they did is they created a strip, right? They did a they did a light strip across the front and a light strip across the back. And uh yeah. Oh yeah, I did tweet it out though. Hold on, I thought I did. Yeah, but I haven't read your tweets. I've been busy talking well, to you. Yeah. <laughs> True that. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a tweet I put out an hour ago that shows the front of the truck. With the with the strip light on, <sighs> come on! It's, it just I could stare. At, I'm Is probably, it gorgeous? Yeah, it just looks so sick with that light. You know, I've I've never seen another vehicle to do that. Right where the light goes all the way across from one side to the other, and then down, and then it has the two the two bulbs in the front of it. So, um, if anybody wants to check that out, you know, you can look at a big at big Chris Ashley, and you'll see the the front lights. And I purposely waited <laughs> like i was like when it gets dark outside i'm turning on the lights and i want to see what this thing looks like so i and i knew i had to see what it looked like at night and it looked uh, it's every bit and i love the fact that they put the lightning in 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 that light blue in the back too that was really cool too all right i did go look at the lights that is pretty sick <laughs> that looks look at really, that really look cool. at that oh all right, I, I hate to cut this off, but uh, maybe we can uh, get together when he when he actually knows something more about the car. What do you think, Bodie? 
Yeah, I think that's a uh, that's totally reasonable. Asking him all these questions, <laughs> it's just like I, I, I just drove the car home. <laughs> I've had the car. Not yeah, really fair. No, I'm happy to come back after I had some time to kind of learn the EV world a bit more and understand the charging part of it. And I got to get you know. Make sure you become insufferable with gas-owned vehicle owners. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta you gotta pull the, the I'm more superior uh, than you card every yeah, I gotta time. Look at my, <laughs> oh, you have to get I, gas. I gotta look at myself <laughs> in the mirror. I was like, oh, you gotta gas your other vehicle up. <laughs> it was like you suck. <laughs> <laughs> like I, you got electric. Oh, you're just an elitist. Yes, I am. You know, I'm gonna go back and forth with myself because <laughs> I still haven't I haven't gotten rid of the other one yet. <laughs> but uh, has, has Rod seen? No. So unfortunately for Rod. He is oh, no. traveling this week, and he is. Oh, he said yeah. that was going to happen sick to his stomach because he, you know, he's uh, been my biggest proponent to get the get a electric vehicle, and uh, the, you know, he's been with me every step of the way. That's my boy. You picking him up at the uh, airport? At so least. it's funny. <laughs> he mentioned he was like, "Man, if you had <laughs> dropped me off, I could have rode home in the truck." And he actually he <laughs> asked me to take him to the airport before he left. And I was like, sure, no problem. Mm. It, people are probably wondering, I was like, why do you get Uber? We just take each other to the airport. We've, we've been friends for 46 years this year. So we just, it's just something we do. And uh, I was like, I was like, okay, no problem. Then he called back. He's like, ah, you're off the hook. I'm just going to drive myself. I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> so he, so he double no. missed. I can't even go oh. pick him up because his car is there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he can't <laughs> leave it. So. Yeah, you could drive beside right, him. And wave. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I'll probably uh, swing past his house, and uh, you know, I, well, he'll he'll either stop here on the way home, or yeah, I'll you know, he'll he'll definitely get to check it out, and you know, he's so excited. I, I think he's considering getting one, um, as well. Oh, wow. So yeah. All right, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the hook here, guys. Um, so Chris, you said you're big Chris Ashley on yep. Twitter and the. Uh, and the podcast is the SMR podcast at smrpodcast.com. Yep. Is That's that right? right. That's right. And uh, if you like barbecue, check out uh, at Barbecue and Tech as well. So, it's the other podcast. Absolutely. And, and Bodhi is uh, the Kilowatt podcast, yes. correct? Yes. And I, I'm going to, to all my listeners and Allison's listeners, a a good probably 30 to 50% of the show, depending on the show is, is of the SMR podcast is talking about electric vehicles. I've recommended your show and my show before, but I am now that everybody's got a chance to hear you. I'm still, I'm going to recommend it again. Thank you for that. So yeah, for sure. You guys are great. I love listening well, to check us out. All right. Fun to have my favorite guys here together. And, uh, and you gave a, a tip of the hat to Tom, uh, Merritt. Yes. The only reason I know Bodie is because of Tom. So Bodie to Chris Same. to Tom to me to Tom. It, it's all a big oh, circle of crazy. Love. I love that guy. All right. I'm going to cut us off, guys. Thank you very much. This was this, this was, was a fun. Blast. This was a nice and, uh, recap and, of the day. Uh, I appreciate it, actually. And bye to Bodie's audience for me. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye, Bodie. to everybody right. else's audience. Peace. Wherever this podcast <laughs> may go, these goodbye. Peace, love, and hair grease. All right, everybody, that is our episode. I want to thank Allison and Chris for being so kind with their time. Like Allison and I are on the West Coast of the United States. Chris is on the East Coast. He agreed to start recording at 10 p.m. and we recorded for over an hour. So um, bless this man. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chris, for coming on. I really appreciate it. So 
I'm going to put the links to their podcasts in the show notes, but Chris's podcast is the SMR podcast. And I mentioned this at the end of the show. Here's why I like listening to the SMR podcast. First, you can tell that all three of the hosts love each other. They are very close friends and they, they, you know, they tease each other. They have fun at the other person's expense, but it's all in love. So that's a lot of fun as a listener. They talk about EVs for a significant portion of almost every show, which I think is great because it's an interest of mine. They talk about tech news. Um, they talk about what's going on in their lives. They talk about barbecue. They talk about woodworking. This is a great podcast. Like I highly encourage you to go and listen to this podcast. Also, Chris and Rod, his co-host from the SMR podcast, they have another podcast called Barbecue and Tech, and I'll put a link in the show notes. I really enjoy this podcast and I don't, I don't even, like, I don't barbecue. Like, I have a barbecue grill, the gas grill, but it's not, that is not, that's just cooking food, not, nothing as to what they're doing. Um, I, I barely eat meat. Like, I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork and I reluctantly eat chicken and sometimes fish, but I really enjoy their podcast for a lot of the same reasons I enjoy the SMR podcast. They really bring, um, not only tips to, improve your your game your barbecue game but they also have a lot of technology that they talk about around barbecue so highly encourage you to go check that out and as far as allison goes everything good begins with podfeet.com so go to podfeet.com and check out what she's up to if you are into technology and you are looking for answers you might find them on podfeet.com it's just not a it's just not a website that shows where her podcasts are. She has articles up there and some of them are very extensive. And Allison, you can probably tell is very detailed and those articles are very well written and easy to read. So basically it comes out of necessity. Like Allison, like, I don't understand why this does this. And then she'll write up a whole article explaining what the problem is, how she overcame it. Uh, if she had interactions with the company itself, she'll put that in there. If other people gave her some assistance, she'll throw that in there. It's a great website. I love her podcast, Nozilla Cast, Chit Chat Across the Pond, Programming by Stealth. All of that is fantastic. I'm, I, I realize that I'm going on and on about this, but I can't say enough nice things about these folks. Um, truly, I feel blessed to be able to be in their, you know, orbit. I want to thank Allison and Chris one more time. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. You can find me on Twitter at 918digital. And I think I misled you. <laughs> I, um, I am I am taking a, a short two-week break from this podcast. It was going to be three, but because that CEO canceled, uh, it's just going to be two now. That doesn't start until uh, June 17th. And then the 24th, you'll have pre-recorded shows that day, those days. All right, everybody. That's it for me. Thank you so much. I hope you all have a wonderful week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.